Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. There's nothing better than a good old fan theory, something that the dedicated few have patched together to fill in those plot holes or slight discrepancies when it comes to our favourite video games. But equally, there's nothing worse than when you present these to a video game developer and they go, oh, that's lovely, that's going right up in the fridge, and then they screw it up and put it in the bloody bin. Oh, well, boo on us for trying then, right? As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 video game fan theories debunked by the creators. Number 10. Squall dies at the end of disc 1. Final Fantasy 8. So the theory here is that in Final Fantasy 8, Squall dies, and it's become a theory so prominent among the fanbase that it's even got its own damn website. It suggests that protagonist Squall actually dies at the end of disc 1 after being impaled with an ice shard by Adia, and that the rest of the game is in fact his dying dreams. This not only explains how Squall inexplicably shakes off his injury like it's a faint graze, but also some of the more outlandish left-field plot twists and a especially its trippy-as-hell ending, all of which are actually from a dying Squall's brain trying to make sense of what's happening to him. But it was debunked a few years ago when Kotaku interviewed Final Fantasy VIII's director, Yoshinori Kitase, who, despite expressing admiration for the theory's creativity, confirmed that it wasn't in fact true. No, that is not true. I think he was actually stabbed around the shoulder area, so he was not dead. But that is a very interesting idea, so if we ever do make a remake of Final Fantasy VIII, I might go along with that story in mind. Oh, well, that's good, I guess. Number 9. Reinhardt is Farah's father. Overwatch. In the early days of Overwatch, fans spent a ton of time debating the identity of Farah's father, until in November 2016, one fan noticed that Farah, her mother Anna, and Reinhardt all had similar rare skins. Between this and Blizzard's continual hinting at Reinhardt being Farah's daddy, it pretty much seemed like it was a sure thing. But in April 2017, the game's new Uprising event saw the release of the new Anna spray, which showed her cradling baby Farah while joined by a man who everybody quite reasonably assumed to be Farah's father. Clearly the man in the image isn't Reinhardt and was later identified as Sam by Blizzard, in turn swiftly crushing all the shipper's dreams. Number 8. It's all Link's dream. The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. The Legend of Zelda franchise is an absolute goldmine for fascinatingly nutty fan theories, and perhaps the most intriguing of all of these is that the events of Majora's Mask are actually a dream. The prime reasoning behind this theory is that the Zora band featured in the game, the Indigo Goes, played the song Ballad of the Windfish, which was first featured in 1993's Link's Awakening, a game which itself takes place within Link's dream. Some fans even take the theory further to suggest 
that this may be Link's dying dream, but that's really a totally optional part of the equation. But in 2015, Game Informer interviewed series producer Eiji Aonoma, who rejected the theory, but did so in the coolest and nicest way possible. The reason that this song from Link's Awakening was used in this game really came down to a decision by the sound team. They were looking for inspiration, something that would fit the theme, and since the previous game was about collecting instruments, it made sense that you would want to use this for a band in this case. For us, really, it was just a playful choice that referenced a previous game and nothing more than that. However, I love that people think about stuff like this, and I think it shows how they feel about the franchise as a whole that they're interested in these possibilities. Number 7. Nero is Sparta or Virgil Reincarnated Devil May Cry 4 Devil May Cry 4 definitely changed up the series' formula by introducing players to an all-new protagonist known as Nero, who, while largely well-received, wasn't beloved by all fans. Nevertheless, fan theories quickly swelled pre-release about Nero's true nature, specifically that he was actually the reincarnation of either Dante's father Sparta or his older twin brother Virgil, or that he could be at least periodically be possessed by one or both of them. At the time of the game's release, many fans were absolutely convinced that one of these possibilities would turn out to be true, and the game itself never confirmed nor explicitly denied these theories, but the 2008 novelization Devil May Cry 4 Deadly Fortune majorly hinted at another possibility, that Nero was actually Virgil's son. This was finally confirmed in a 2018 interview where Devil May Cry 5's senior producer Michitero Okabe stated that Nero was in fact Virgil's son. Some fans said that Nero just looks like his father Virgil, so I was happy that people could see the similarity. And when Devil May Cry 5 finally came out the very next year, we actually got to see Nero learn the truth for himself. Ah, brilliant. Number 6. Dittos are failed Mew clones. Pokemon. One of the earliest and most pervasive Pokemon fan theories is that the Pokemon Ditto is actually the result of a failed attempt to clone a Mew. The evidence for this theory includes both Ditto and Mew being genderless Pokemon, the fact that they share the same purple-blue sprite colour scheme, and the fact that they both weigh 8.8 pounds, amongst other things. But in a 2016 Game Informer interview, series producer Junichi Masuda shot down the theory, confirming that Ditto was very much its own entity. In terms of how Pokemon are designed, they are each their own unique living being. The unique thing about Ditto is that it's a Pokemon that can change forms, but each Pokemon we create with its own unique elements, so we just make sure that they are all individual life forms of their own. Number 5. Gygas is a fetus. Earthbound. Cult classic RPG Earthbound boasts one of the most WTF video game fan theories that you're ever likely to come across, that when a player arrives at the cave of the past to do battle with the final boss, Gygus, that he's actually a fetus. The theory notes that Ness and his party travel back through time to do battle with Gygus, and that one of the images present during the final battle depicts Gygus as resembling a fetus, while the devil's machine that contains him is not unlike a uterus. As fascinating as this theory is, the director of the game cleared it all up in a 2003 interview, revealing that Gygus was actually inspired by a traumatic childhood incident where he accidentally witnessed a scene from the movie The Military Policeman and the Dismembered Beauty in which a woman is, um, well, brutally attacked. They said that Gygus is something you can't make sense of, confirming that the fetus theory is nothing more than the human brain trying to comprehend abstract imagery. Number 4. Toad's Mushroom Cap is a Hat Mario. Though the 1989 animated TV series The Super Mario Bros. Show isn't canon to the world of Mario, it did nevertheless sow the seeds for the theory that the mushroom capper Top's toad head is in fact, well, a hat. In the show, Toad is periodically seen removing the hat, prompting some fans to quite rightly assume that this would also apply to the in-game Toad. After literally decades of discussion, the matter was finally put to bed in 2018, when Super Mario Odyssey producer Yoshiaki Koizumi posted a Q&A video where he confirmed Nintendo's official party line on the 
mushroom cap, that it is Toad's head. They said, so that, as it turns out, it's actually Toad's head. I'm going to leave it to all of you to figure out exactly how that works. Maybe there's something inside. And like that, everything you thought you knew was exposed as a lie. Number three, second sister is actually Barissa Fee. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Ahead of the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order's release, fans extensively theorized about the identity of its masked antagonist, second sister. By far the most popular theory suggested that she would actually be the former Jedi Padawan, Barissa Afi. Afi is primarily known for her appearances in the animated series The Clone Wars, and given that the series ultimately left her fate up in the air, many felt it made perfect sense for the Jedi turncoat to now have become the Inquisitor known as Second Sister. But hilariously, this was actually debunked before the game even came out, but fans just simply chose not to believe it. Matt Martin of the Lucasfilm Story Group flat out stated that Second Sister was not Barissa Afi, but given the series' history of playing things close to their chest, fans largely clung to their seemingly watertight theory. Then Jedi Fallen Order came out and Martin was vindicated, as it's eventually revealed that Second Sister is an entirely new character, Trilla Suduri. Number 2. It's a VR Mission Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes is 2004's GameCube exclusive remake of Metal Gear Solid, which despite reworking the original game and the visual style of its sequel, was criticized for the addition of wacky Matrix-style action beats and a vastly inferior musical score. It's still a great game overall, though. This prompted some fans to even subscribe to the theory that the game wasn't really a canonical remake, but actually a VR simulation of the Shadow Moses incident, and was being used to train Raiden for the Big Shell mission in the sequel. And you know what? While this is a creative idea and completely within Hideo Kojima's demented wheelhouse, the director himself consistently stated that he conceived the Twin Snakes as an attempt to improve upon the original, which of course was limited by the technical constraints of the PS1. So unfortunately, this Matrix madhouse of a theory was not true. And number one, the space pirate mothership is the wrecked ship from Super Metroid. Metroid Zero Mission 2004's Game Boy Advance remake of the original Metroid Zero Mission introduced players to Ridley's massive spaceship HQ, the Space Pirate Mothership, which Samus destroys at that game's end. Now, Many fans were initially convinced that the Space Pirate Mothership was actually the very same vessel as featured in the eerie wrecked ship level from 1994's Super Metroid. But in an interview on the official Metroid Zero Mission website, the director of both games, Yoshio Sakamoto, matter-of-factly confirmed that the two ships are in fact completely separate. The mothership and the wrecked ship from Super Metroid are different from each other. Well, you can't argue with that then, can you? Or can you? No. No, you can't. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.